Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the July 11th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. Electrical Wholesaling's podcast for today looks at why lumber prices are attracting new attention as a leading economic indicator and we'll give you a mid-year check on the electrical stock prices. We'll also be looking at some weekly economic indicators that can give you a sense of where the U.S. economy and the electrical market may be headed in the near future. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2022. For the week ending July the 2nd, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial unemployment claims was 235,000. That's an increase of 4,000 from the previous week's unrevised level of 231,000. The unemployment rate for May remained at 3.6%. That's 2.2% percentage points lower than May 2021. These five states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending July the 2nd. Four of them had decreases of more than 1,000. Illinois was down 1,533. Kentucky was down 1,199. Ohio had 1,142 fewer claims, and Missouri had 1,069 fewer claims. Pennsylvania also had a sizable decrease with 987 fewer claims than the week before. We did have some states that had some fairly sizable claim increases in claims, and there were six states that had increases of more than 1,000 claims. This is a bit of an increase over previous weeks. The states with the largest increase in claims were New York with a 1,540 claims increase, Michigan with an increase of 4,770, California had an increase of 3,934, Georgia was up 2,753, Mississippi was up 1,284, and Indiana was up 1,214. One of the more interesting leading economic indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. Overall U.S. weekly rail traffic remains a bit sluggish with some decreases compared to a year previous. The the weekly rail traffic for the beginning of July was 500,285 carloads and intermodal units, which was down 2.5% compared with the same week in 2021. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 26 weeks of 2022 was 12,872,643 carloads and intermodal units. That's a decrease of 3.5% compared with last year. Remaining consistent with recent trends, most of the integral freight categories are tracking in the red compared to this time last year. Petroleum and petroleum products were down the most, and they are down 13.1%. They're followed by grain with a 7.8% decrease, metallic ores and metals down 6.8%, and total intermodal units down 6.2%. Bucking this trend was non-metallic minerals and chemicals at 4.9%, coal at 3.6%, and farm products excluding grain and food at uh, increase of 2.9%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil plays and gas deposits. 
it really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas, New Mexico, and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes rig count increased by two oil rigs for the week ending July the 8th. When you look at the year-over-year -year comparisons, Texas is up 137 drilling rigs for a 61% increase. New Mexico was up 37 more rigs, and Oklahoma is up 33 more rigs. Texas accounts for 58% of all operating rigs. New Mexico is second with 15% of all drilling activity. While oil prices are down from early June when they topped $120 a barrel, they are still well above their 200-day moving average. On Monday, July 11th, they were approximately at $104 per barrel, and that's over their 200-day moving average of $90.50 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading market because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. COMEX copper pricing has been decelerating over the past month. On Monday, July the 11th, prices were approximately $3.78 per pound. This is trending down from early June when they were up at, they were at June 2nd, was a short of price of $4.55 per pound. That's a, we're down about 17% from that point right now. Virgin Magazine recently published an article on how lumber prices were an early indicator of the recent surge in construction rail prices, as well as overall inflation in the U.S. economy. According to that article, Lumber prices per thousand board feet at $1,607. That was back in May 2021, but a year later they were down about 50% from that number. Another indicator of the change in lumber prices are the future contracts for lumber. Uh, this chart I pulled off of Yahoo Finance and it's for the random length lumber future co contracts. Economists will be watching lumber prices closely to see if the, the recent dip again points to declines in the inflation in building materials and the overall economy. As you can see in this chart on the, chart on the slide, the prices started to spike really pretty severely back last March, dipped in the uh, summer of last year, started to go up again in the in the fall, and peaked around the beginning of the year, and have slid down since then. You can sum up the performance of electrical stocks over the past year in one word: ugly. Let's take a look at some of the stocks that had some, some relative increases as well as the number of them that were down 25% or more. Electrical stocks have not escaped the bear market on Wall Street, as you can see in this chart. And quite a few blue chip companies took prices of 25% or worse since January of this year. Electrical marketing newsletter regularly covers the performance of publicly held electrical manufacturers, distributors, and contractors, and you can get these updates as part of a $99 annual subscription to the electrical marketing. Subscription information is available at www.electricalmarketing.com. As you can see in the chart on the slide, Quanta Services, the electrical contractor, was the only stock of over 40 that we checked that year to date. It was showing an increase. It's up 11.6%. Nucor had a relatively mild decline of 7.6%. Uh, 7 Granger was down 10.9%. Hubble, year to date, down 13%. Uh, and Emerson was down 13.3%. These were the only major stocks that topped the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, which had a decline uh, year to date, 15.9%. At the bottom of the chart, you can see some really well-known blue chip companies that are really took a pretty big hit in their prices. And there's a whole bunch of them that are down 30% or more. Stocks with declines of 30% or more include ABB, Legrand, Schneider, Siemens, Generac, and Rockwell. 
uh, other stocks that were below the S&P uh, year-to-date decline of 21% included, included Signify at 24.4%, Atcor at 24.8%, Eaton at 25.3%, and Acuity Brands at 27.7% decline. In such a volatile economy right now and a stock market that has seen such a big decline, it's tough to predict if stocks have prices have really bottomed out yet. Some analysts are tracking where individual stocks, as well as the key indices are today, by comparing them at their pre-2020 levels and believe prices will revert to the trend line that they were establishing since 2019. The chart on the slide shows the trend for the S&P index and how it's currently underperforming the trend line that going up from 2019. That's our presentation for today. Thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Phase Electrical Economy series of podcasts. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, July the 25th. In that presentation, we'll be giving an update on the electrical price index, and we'll also be taking a look at some interesting local market data about the counties and rural areas that have been growing the fastest or, in some, some cases, losing population. Look forward to talking with you then. Until then, stay healthy, be happy, and thanks again for tuning in.